0: Back with another episode of Cuckoo with Coco. And you know what? I'm actually looking forward to these numbers because they're a lot simpler to remember. <laughs> so we're on episode two of season three. Welcome, welcome. Season two is a long season as far as I recall. But uh, season three is probably going to be just as long because it's going to go for the full calendar year. So January to December, unless something happens in the middle, in which case, you know, I'll have to break it up. It'll be like season three and then season four. We'll see. I mean, like 2021 is full of supposedly full of possibilities. We'll see. I don't want to be all stupid and cliche and tell you something that, you know, I half believe in. (laughs) So it is 6 a.m. while I'm recording this. And, you know, as much as I'd like to say, 630 was my normal wake up time. So right now, being up at six and not having anything to do, although except Tomorrow, I start my new job, so that's exciting. Um, Took me a month to find something, (laughs) but I do also have a Zoom interview this afternoon at two o'clock for a medical scribe position in a doctor's office or a hospital, I forget. Um, But it's a Zoom, so I don't have to go anywhere. My top half just has to look nice. My bottom half can be pajamas, which it most likely will be because I'm lazy. Actually, I have to lie. I have to stop lying about that because I'm not lazy. I I hate sitting around, so I just clean. (laughs) Um, no, I'm not sick. Uh, just woke up. So that's what this voice is. If you prefer this, I could always do this. (laughs) So in any case, we're on season three, episode two, and it's your friendly neighborhood Coco wishing you a lovely day and, uh, hoping you're doing well from week to week. And hopefully you're still recuperating from the holidays. Uh, some people still are. I gotta tell you, I'm still, I'm thinking about new year's again. And that shit was so tiring I'm still tired so right now currently my situation has me running on coffee and water and can I tell you my pee has never smelled weirder (laughs) like people might say that about bowel movements but I'm not getting into that but like my pee smells weird (laughs) I don't know if it's a vitamin b thing because sometimes they say if your body overproduces something in your body like a vitamin or something um your pee will smell a little weird but who knows who cares as long as I'm not dying, it's fine. <laughs> that's so—that's so morbid for being early, but I, I gotta tell you, waking up this early is just—you know—not my forte. And I can't drink that coffee; it's way too fucking hot. So I'm double fisting coffee and water right now from my from my new tumbler I got like a few weeks ago. It says "Call me on my shell" because you know I'm a dork. And some of my stuff has to be dorky. Otherwise, who else would we be if we can't be ourselves? And you can quote that. Anyway, so uh, watching, I'm telling you that my new thing to watch is uh, Kelly and Ryan. And I watch it every so often. But when I do, they do a lot of trivia stuff. And you have to be like an avid fan to actually win anything off of it. And I'm like... Who takes the time to meticulously study every part of the conversation that's been had? Because I'm telling you, once I turn that shit off, that is not even anywhere near my brain anymore because they just talk a lot of nonsense. So that, that's my question is who like, these people are really out here remembering things that Kelly and Ryan have said. And I'm just like, What? Like, they were like, when we were interviewing Anne Hathaway, what did we say she had on in the Zoom? I'm like, who the fuck cares? He won a mug, too. See, that's the funny part. He won a mug, a coffee mug. Like, who gives a fuck about that? Who cares? You know, like I said last episode, anyone on Etsy can go to anybody everywhere to get a mug that says... Kelly and Ryan on it. And you know what? At that point I would rather pay because you know how crazy busy that phone line probably is. I would rather pay to get that fucking mug. Okay. (laughs) Like, I don't even know why these people care so much about a Kelly and Ryan rug. I bet you that guy doesn't give a shit. That guy that they were talking to last week. I think this is when I was, yeah, last week, that guy is fucking retired. T- retired that guy is just chilling at home does it seem like he cares about some mug from kelly and ryan where he has to stump them and shit i'm like this is so stupid anyway sorry i'm just looking up something because i'm waiting on a email Anyway. So what I really wanted to get into was how I feel like Kelly Ripa probably goes and smacks the shit out of Ryan Seacrest when they go to commercial because she looks like she can't take it. And here's why <laughs> they were talking about how they're seeing a lot of whale sightings, nods Hudson river, I guess, because, you know, humans are polluting this earth again. So they were talking about whales and how there's more and more of them in the Hudson river. Because of the environment and such. And like she said, she is, she said something along, you know, she, was, she did research on why this is happening. And she goes, and there's two schools of thought on it. Okay. So Ryan Seacrest like jumped in on her and was like, oh, I see what you did there. And she was like, what? She's like, as if she was trying to make like a pun on the whole whale thing. And she, she of course, had to hop in and correct him because I would have too. Because shut the fuck up. It's my time to talk. She corrected him saying whales don't travel in schools. They travel in pods. So it wouldn't have made sense what he said because whales travel in pods and not schools. Fish travel in schools. And if you don't know that, congratulations, I just taught you something. But it's schools of thought. It can't be pods of thought, you weirdo. Like, <laughs> So you just made a joke out of something that you should know because you're in your 40s that fish are schools and whales are pods. And you know what? You don't even have to know the second part about whales traveling in pods. What you do need to know is fish travel in schools. Like if you know one, you don't need to know the other. They're not, you know, exclusive of each other. So, but I was laughing because I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like that's so male to do that. Like, and you know what? It's not a sexist thing. I'm not making a comment saying, you know, men do this all the time. What I'm saying is that, It's not just about Ryan. It's not just about Ryan Seacrest. And it used to be about Ryan Seacrest when he hosted American Idol 300 years ago. Is that that show even still going? Because I haven't seen an advertisement for it in a while, but I see all these dancing shows are picking it up. And I'm like, because that's where it's at. I feel like at at this moment in time... With what COVID is doing to all these, you know, jobs and shit, we don't need any more singers. Okay? We still have fucking Mariah Carey doing All I Want for Christmas is You every Christmas, and that song has not been put out originally, like initially initially implemented because it feels like a staple of Christmas. It has not been sung in her glory days for about 30 years it feels like. <laughs> like that song came out in 1990, whatever. That was her biggest holiday hit. She will, nobody will ever top that besides fucking Michael Buble. Cause he's also a staple of Christmas for some reason. But then we had one Christmas without him and we thought it was the end of the world. And here we are going through what feels like the actual end of the world. There's so much shit going on, dude. It's crazy. Like I can't wait for, you know, this whole inauguration to be over There's probably going to be an assassination attempt on Joe Biden's life like there was on Donald Trump, because for some reason, we're so angsty that we're all trying to kill each other. And I'm not claiming to know that there's going to be an assassination attempt. So don't take that word for word. But what I'm saying is, is that as a country, it feels like we are a very angry people lately. And we're just finding more and more things to hate uh, for no apparent reason. Other than the fact that, you know, some people are just too stupid to just not either be more accepting or more nonchalant about it. I don't care if you accept any of this bullshit. What I'm saying is that there's way too much fuckery going on where people are just angry about the wrong shit. Like we're angry at each other. Like if that's the case, get Captain America out here so we can do some Civil War shit. Because that's the only way it's going to stop. Because one side is going to have to rise against the other and, be, and put them in their fucking place. <laughs> so there's either that side of it, which I guess would be the extremists in this situation, or there's the side like me where I just make suggestions but don't really care about it because I just want to live my life. I just want the opportunity to breathe and go to work and go to school or whatever, or go to the gym. Like I just want to be alive. Anybody else just want to be alive in 2021? Because we're getting closer. These numbers with COVID are fucking crazy. They said the other day, I think it was yesterday, I was listening to it. And I was like, this shit is crazy. I was talking to my grandmother on the phone about it. They said that we're up to numbers that happened in World War II, bro. We are at 400,000 deaths, COVID-related deaths. Bro, that's insane. We're at numbers that happened in a war decades ago. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of glad my grandfather isn't here to see it. And that's no relation to World War II because he had fucked up knees. So he was not an enlisted man, even though they tried to get him. But, you know, had that happened, things might be different. I might be I might have different political views. Who knows? Who cares? Actually, my grandfather didn't give a shit about too much, which is probably why I'm like that, because he raised me. So it's more along the lines of don't get in my fucking way. and We won't have a problem. That's how that goes. That's how that should go in life, by the way. It shouldn't have anything to do with anyone's political views, because like I was saying over the weekend, this is the only country I feel like in which, besides, you know, countries where you actually get killed for speaking your mind, you know, this is the only country that preaches how we get the freedom to speak and say and do whatever we want. But if someone doesn't agree with what we say, they're fucking wrong. Like we're wrong. That makes no sense. That's so hypocritical of what the forefathers wrote. How can you say and boast and brag about how we have freedom of speech and press and all this other shit and then we post shit and you guys don't like it and you have to tell us you don't like it, which is fine. I respect everybody's opinion of everything. I don't have to comment on it. You know, I can just keep going. Like my friend Ellie told me the other day, pr- probably should not spout this. I don't know if she cares or not. I. She probably doesn't. Um, but she told me that a lot of her ex-boyfriends have fucking added, well, not added, but they were like trolling her on Instagram and shit now saying how much weight she put on. Hey bro, just keep scrolling. People don't need constant reminders of things and how they've changed. I know I got fat. <laughs> People don't think I'm fat. I think I'm fat because I know I can do better, but I'm in a slump right now and I'm allowed to be in a slump. Everybody's allowed to yo-yo. Okay. Everybody's allowed to yo-yo and weight and thoughts in whatever they want to do if you want to quit your job start your life over you have the right to do that that's a yo-yo because there's a lot of uncertainty there and I did that and I know so from one person to another scared as fuck I was I've been scared this entire month that I wasn't going to make anything of myself I've been going back and forth with Alicia and Laura about this and my grandmother too and I've just been telling them things where I'm like listen I don't know if I'm gonna fucking make it dude I feel like real alone kind of in my mind anyway, but I know that's not the case. It's just sometimes you get those moments where you just sit and think to yourself and you're like, Oh God, what did I do? (laughs) And it's, it's, you know, it's bounced back and forth in my mind a lot this past week and I'm trying to not let it get to me. And, uh, but you know, surprisingly enough, I start a new job tomorrow I'm very excited. Uh, It's at the um, Benjamin Kyle salon. I was getting nervous over the weekend because I had the interview Thursday and I hadn't heard anything yet. Um, Friday, because he said within the next two days, he was going to send me an email to let me know when to come in. So I was like, oh, great. Because when we spoke during the interview process, he was like, well, how soon are you looking to start working? Because we were thinking within the next two to three months, but then we thought the next two to three weeks, and I felt like saying, hey, how about the next two to three hours? <laughs> but no, I was like, you know, just let me know over the weekend, you know. I'll, I'll, listen, I'm, I feel like even though I have doubts about myself, I'm one of the most adaptable people there is. So I try to overcome any obstacle as best mm-hmm. as I can with the resources I have. So I'm not worried anymore because I finally got a job. And um, there's also a lot of work from home opportunities happening right now. And I'm also investing in those as well. Uh, There's this one company that's looking to have people work from home to help people register for the COVID vaccine, like the older population that can't really do electronics well. So I'm looking into that, too, because Ellie put that in my face. She's like the job fairy. She found it for me and I woke up to a text message of a screenshot of the job posting. So, of course, I send my email out with, uh, well, I sent my resume out in an email to the person who is in charge of the hiring and stuff and they got back to me and, you know, it's been like three, four days of back and forth emailing because they're working around the clock to get people onboarded and shit or whatever they call it and I'm one of those people And I have set up the email that I'm supposed to have for it. And now I'm just waiting. Just waiting for the actual onboarding program to see what's going on with that. They do have a training spot that you do first that they pay you for. But we'll see what goes on. I mean, like the salon right now, I'm only doing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And it's like 9.45 to 8 p.m. Which, you know, it's it's what it is. And it's something I want to do. And it's something I would rather do than sit in a car dealership and be a fucking receptionist there for 11 an hour. Sorry. I mean, I know it's probably disappointed a lot of people, but I have to, you know, I have to do what I got to do. I have to do what's going to make me happy in this moment. And I'm always happiest when I'm allowed to use my creativity with the podcast, with you guys. I do my best work when I'm being creative. (laughs) Because... I don't want to listen back on any of the episodes from last year, but I'm sure once COVID hit, I might have gotten funnier because this was my only outlet to put shit out there. (laughs) So I may have gotten funnier, like towards the ass end of it. (laughs) Anyway, so, um, so back to the Kelly and Ryan thing, fucking went off the rails really quick. (laughs) Uh, so the stupid schools of thought versus schools of pod. Okay. Which is stupid. I'm so annoyed with that, but I think I found my title for my episode. <laughs> Congratulations. So they do segments also during the Kelly and Ryan show. And I kind of was laughing because they had this really cool yoga trainer on. She does like hot yoga. I forgot what her name is, which obviously shows you how unmentionable it was. Um, I just thought it was interesting how funny. Let me tell you something. Kelly Ripa always looks like she's been working out since she came out the womb. Like she's tiny. She's so skinny. She's so toned, whatever. I am jealous of her, but I don't have the same body type as her. So it doesn't really matter where my jealousy goes, because it's not rational. So for how in shape Ryan Seacrest is, he can't do shit for yoga, because him attempting to do donkey kicks was just the saddest thing ever. (laughs) Like they also have to stop thinking that you know, like I said before, okay, so this is another point. This didn't need to go after the yoga thing, but we'll get to that. So the yoga thing had me dying because she's doing the shit so easy because <clears throat> Kelly Ripa is a yoga goddess and she could probably squash Ryan Seacrest in almost any sporting event. That's my opinion. So trying to watching Ryan Seacrest try and do donkey kicks was my favorite thing. My favorite. And uh, also the same day I watched that the same episode had Jennifer Lopez in it. Now, I have to tell you, I don't know if I discussed this about New Year's Eve, but when we were bowling, they had her do they had her in the craziest outfit. So she looked like she she started out. This is how she does her shit. She started out in one big outfit. And then she looked like a fucking thing that should have been on the top of a wedding cake. Okay. She looked like the bride itself or that she could have been one of those people that stands in the middle of the cake and the cake is made around them, you know, like they have scaffolding. <laughs> so that's how she looked. And, and then she tried to do some dramatic Phantom of the Opera-esque, like face cage as her mask. Didn't understand the outfit. Didn't understand if it was a tribute to anything. But I was like, it's Jennifer Lopez, so let's see how this goes. Like, let's take a minute. So she started out in a dress and ended up in, like, a cat suit, like a nude catsuit, too. And, you know, in New York, it's 50 below zero on New Year's every year. And people still went. That's the funny part. People still went and stood outside to watch the ball drop regardless of the six feet social distancing rule, which I'm like, all right, fuckers, get sick. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but be home, not for nothing. Being home on New Year's, you get the best angle on everything, okay? You don't need to be out in the cold to prove that you went and saw this. I am personally not volunteering to do that. I can for sure tell you that. I'm not personally volunteering to go to fucking New Year's to stand there. My parents have both worked the New Year's Eve, um, New Year's Eve ball drop as cops during their career. Chris said it was the wildest. Well, this is my dad said it was the wildest thing he ever experienced, but it was also the coldest because, like I said, it's always fifty below zero on New Year's Eve. My mom has also worked it, but you know, sometimes I think that my mom's a genius. Because of the way she used to dress me back in the day. My grandfather used to dress me too. But there was a difference because I used to rock Tim's living <laughs> with my grandparents. And with my mom it was just regular like boots and sneakers, which is fine. But like can I just discuss how funny? My grandfather had like big feet. So whenever I used to um uh, put his boots on as a kid, those shits were fucking heavy. Like why do you have such heavy ass boots? if I have to run, Tim's would not be my first choice. But if I have to beat someone up and I should happen to be wearing Tim's, which I have not since I was like 10, maybe. Because I'm from New York. I don't need that as a staple because now Uggs are a staple of New York. So it's either Uggs, Crocs, or Tim's. So Crocs made it. And apparently, let me tell you, the industry for having Crocs is exceedingly high. So maybe people should start investing in that as a stock because these healthcare workers, yo, wearing Crocs is like walking on a fucking cloud. Okay. I had a pair, my sister stole them from me and I got them for like 20 bucks at the Woodbury Commons. So those were my favorite things to wear working in a pediatric office because Even as a receptionist, you're up and on the go a lot of the time because if a doctor needs you for something, you have to go. But back to Jennifer Lopez, who is another good staple of New York, I guess, because she claims to be how real, she's so real and she's from the Bronx and shit. I actually was really impressed with the fact that I felt like I could possibly hang out with her and have a drink because she seemed very, not personable, but she seemed very nice, very polite. She was talking to Ryan and Kelly and you can you can kind of hear the New Yorker in her come out like nothing about her. Well, besides the physical things like the lashes, the hair, the makeup, blah, blah blah the personal trainer, probably if you take all that away from her, she would probably still be OK. She wouldn't be the same as her upbringing because everybody changes regardless. And that's kind of like part of life. So I'm not even mad at her anymore anymore about that. Like, not that I was ever mad, but you know, when you hate on somebody for a little bit or you're a little bit like, ugh, look at her. She claims to be all fake, but she's all bougie and shit now. She's bougie because she's a product of her environment. She wouldn't always bougie. She's probably hanging out with those yellow bangles strapped to her ears like everybody else was in the Bronx in 1980. But I can appreciate a good J-Lo interview. So to New Year's Eve, to the effect of New Year's Eve, She, um, so she went from that bridal mess looking dress face cage thing to a nude catsuit, like bedazzled with glitter and rhinestones and shit. Probably not rhinestones. At this point, it's Swarovski crystals. Let's be serious. So she got down to that catsuit and she, during one of her songs, not that I could hear it because you're in a bowling alley and there's a lot of other background noise, She fucking slid on her knees towards a camera, like real, real whatever. But my knees hurt watching that. So she slid on her knees, then got up and kept dancing, doing her thing, whatever. And she was explaining what happened in that situation, because I I don't think she injured herself. But the, the laugh factor of it was that she said she slid right into the cameraman and she said he took it. He took it like a thug, is what she said. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, JLo, you can't say thug shit to Kelly Ripa. You <laughs> just start making people uncomfortable." So she, uh, she said, uh, "He took it like a thug. Like he didn't, he, he didn't let me move him at all." Is what she said. So not only did she do the silliest thing I've ever seen her do on stage, but she slid into another person on her knees. Which is a whole ouch, ouch. Because things like that hurt my knees (sighs) to look at. Excuse me. God, throat is so dry and I'm sure coffee is not the best option, but whatever. So another funny thing I was thinking about that really doesn't mean much, but it does mean much. Because, you know, whenever you do certain things, it makes you start to appreciate your individuality, like... Not only have you have you been told your whole life not to do something, but you've also probably let someone control your life a little too much. So thinking about that in the back of my mind, anyway, this has nothing to do with a specific person or place or thing right now. It has to do with the fact of, you know, coming to terms with who you are as a person. So I did two things, not two things last year, but I got two things done in 2018 that I was told to not do. I got my nostril pierced and then I got my septum pierced. So I think this past December of 2020, I hit my anniversary of my septum piercing. So I wasn't sure if it was December or January. I'm thinking it's more December. Who the fuck knows? Probably January. But of course, you know... It's one of those things you think about, kind of, because you're like, well, what, not really what have I accomplished or what have I done, but more like, what have I done for myself? Like, what is it that I have done to make myself happy? And one of the things that I, I'm one of those people, when they say they're going to do something, they do it. I've realized, I've come to realize that. And I either embrace the change that I've created for myself, or I can reject it and go back to being comfortable. So... I do a lot of research on things before I do them. That's also that. I don't impulsively do things. I do a lot of thinking and soul searching and stuff. And I don't go into decisions lighthearted at all. Uh, Which is why things were so stressful for me in December. Um, Or my moods haven't been the change or whatever. (laughs) Haven't been the change? My moods haven't been the same. (laughs) See, I'm telling you, being up this early is not great mm but um, so I was usually think I was thinking of reasons why we do certain things, like the person who has the crazy piercings all over the face or the tattoos all over their body, their neck, their head, whatever, when you do things like that, it's kind of like the subtlest, well, not subtlest, the easiest way to be petty to someone to their face, so, as of this moment, I have four tattoos. And I have two facial piercings and two ear piercings. So, but the septum I can hide because I can flip it up into my nose and nobody is the wiser. Excuse me, tissue. It's funny how sometimes spite is a big motivator in things we do, or is that just a petty observation on my end? For example, I'm gonna give you an example because this is this is also relatable to tattoos and piercings because most of the time when people do those things, they're either told it it's gonna look stupid, or they don't agree with getting tattoos or piercings, which again is fine. Express your opinion. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want anyway, which I usually do. Um, so let's let's do this one. So getting fucked over at work is an example of something that can. Usually turn a great employee into one of vengeance. And here's how. Your next move after getting fucked over at work is finding a new job, right? See? Subtle revenge tactics are what people do to send a fuck you to another person. There's plenty of other solutions also to get back, getting back at people. First one being not to do anything at all and let other people fall to karma's will, which I believe has a delivery date of three to five business days. Because that's how it's worked for me. Okay. So that's how it's worked for me in the past. Anytime, you know, and what's funny is I make this joke, but I probably should stop making this joke. Um, I fully believe in karma, but I fully believe that it is (laughs) spiritually inclined. So when I say that, I mean that when you fuck with someone's soul power or whatever, whatever you want to call it, or spirituality or their aura or their, um, The fuck do they call it? Their vibe, or you know, anything that affects the natural rhythm of things. Um, Anything that affects the natural rhythm of things. Sorry, I had to type something really quick. I know you heard it too. Anything that affects the natural rhythm in somebody's life, you fucked up and it's coming for you. So, karma is spiritually inclined in the way that when you fuck up someone's natural rhythm, It's kind of like finished for you. (laughs) And I don't mean it to sound vengeful or anything, but anytime something stupid has happened to me within three to five business days, it gets sorted out on that other person. Then, Like I don't even have to do anything. Like I just, I wait. That's what I do. I wait for the universe to deal with it. (laughs) So that's what I mean when I say that karma is spiritually inclined. And I've always... I don't know why, but you know, there's so many people looking out for me from above. And I know it's really stupid to say, but I've got Greg, I've got my grandfather and I've got my father and I got great grandma up there too. Like a lot of the people, a lot of the men in my life and women are thugs. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that they're looking out for me and showing me the way (laughs) and fucking people up karma wise. And that's really cool. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm very happy about that. Um, it makes me happy to know that there is possibly, cause I don't have luck with certain things. I don't have great luck with certain things. So when stuff happens the way it's supposed to happen, I'm like, okay, someone did this. Like, cause things don't, mm, not lately anyway, but you know, things don't usually go positive for me. Um, I'm usually disappointed most of the time, I should say. And that's not a cry for help or anything. I'm just letting you into my thought process, which is a lot of stuff goes sideways before it corrects itself and then goes the normal way. Like if I was to get a job tomorrow, working as a CEO of a company, uh, who did it? Cause it didn't, it wasn't me. Mm-mm. Huh. Excuse me. That was not me that did it. So coffee and water people. <laughs> had to take a sip because I don't want to get dry while talking about this. Anyway, dry throat. <laughs> so like I said, I don't like to make fun of things like that, spiritually inclined karma. What I mean is we we in the Spanish community believe in spanish voodoo okay so and it's called brujeria some people know it as just voodoo or witchcraft or whatever but i believe that the spanish have this special thing going on where if you fuck them over (laughs) the ancestors from all the bloodlines come after you which is fine but you know you're gonna have to deal with that the way everybody else does and just take your penance (laughs) and just deal with it just get over it real fast because no one's gonna help you with that you gotta help yourself so, uh, so that's that. And that's, that's, that's the revenge tactics of things where you can leave shit alone or you could actively pursue things of vengeance. And those people, I got to say, have too much time on their hands when they actually plan revenge because it never goes well. Like, does every everyone remember, um, <sighs> what was that movie? Oh, I don't, I have it in the back of my head too. And it's really annoying. Ugh okay let me see is it john tucker must die yep that movie where these girls set this girl up to like seduce him or whatever to take him down that movie like way too much time like it was good i watched it wow 2006 um that movie's 15 years old also by the way I just thought about it, and everybody who was born in 2000 is going to be 21 this year, and I'm annoyed because that includes my brother and sister. So my brother and sister, Will and Grace, are going to be 21 this year. Twenty-one. And I'm not a fan of that because I'm going to be 32. So now you know what the age difference is. Mm. And then my other siblings, my two sisters, Abby and Addie, beats and deke are going to be um how old are they gonna be fuck they're gonna be 15 oh my god 15 or 16 15 i guess yes 15 god what see and you know what now i understand how my mother feels when she tries to remember kids ages like my mom after a certain age has stopped trying to figure out how old i am like, she'll turn to me and go, how old are you? I'm like, hey, man, I came out of you. You tell me how many years ago that was. <laughs> as disgusting as that sounds. Shouldn't you know how old I am? I am part of your blood. <laughs> but see, I understand now because there's too many kids' birthdays to remember now. But they were born. <laughs> okay. So I just made an excuse for her. But this is really easy because they came out one- after me. They came out two at a time. Okay. Okay. So it's not that many birthdays, it's three. And it's not that many ages, it's three different ages. Because they came in sets after me. And I make this joke all the time that I must have been so evil in the womb that I decided to eat my twin. (laughs) Some of you that know me will agree. Some of you that are getting to know me will not agree. Well, you might. And I appreciate that. I appreciate you understanding my sense of humor to know that I don't mean it, but whatever. (laughs) Um, Also, how about this mail forwarding process? Because I was just thinking of my grandmother really quickly. And my grandmother sent me a card to my old address on my mom's birthday. And, you know, two days from now would make a month since, well, tomorrow makes a month since I've been here. And I finally got the card on Friday. So that's like three weeks that my card with an actual check in it, actually two, two cards, one with cash in it, the other one with a check in it, sitting in limbo, trying to figure out where it needs to be mailed to. Unbelievable. But it finally made its way to me. So I'm happy. My grandmother was going to cancel it, but she said, you know, it would cost more money to cancel it. So we just wait. So we waited and I got it. Anyway, <coughs> excuse me. Back to the tattoo thing. So karma sucks. Spiritually inclined karma, if you needed to recap on that. Um, I'm contemplating. (laughs) When I start making money and get back up on my feet, I'm pretty sure another piercing or tattoos in my future. Don't know where. I mean, I started a leg piece, so maybe I'll I'll continue off of that, find some symbols or something to put on it, because it's pretty plain right now, but that was the point, is to progress on it. Mm. So people don't joke you know what's funny is that you know people always make that statement of oh it's addicting you're gonna want one right after the other no fucking shit this is my is my response to that because as soon as you get one you're like oh that's so cool what's my next idea gonna be because that's how I feel right now like I'm bouncing off the walls but I'm also contemplating you know making money saving it and whatever but I'm also thinking what kind of shit can I get? <laughs> oops <laughs> But being an adult is a delicate balance. I went into a store yesterday and I actually walked out with nothing. So I was very proud of myself. I had to go to the post office yesterday and surrender my plates. Um, I got it certified mail like they suggested so that I can track it. So I can cancel my insurance with New York State because I don't really feel like paying for insurance in two different states considering my car is now registered in one. So, um... I went to surrender my plates yesterday and then, you know, I went over to my new favorite store. It's called Beals, I think, whatever. So I went over there and was walking around and I was like, Ooh, all these nice things. It's kind of like a Kohl's or a Marshall's. I kind of like it. I think it's cute. But, um, I walked out of there empty handed and I was very proud of myself because me in the past would have walked out with a whole bunch of shit that I don't need. And right now I don't have room to be buying shit that I don't need. So very excited that I did that yesterday like a true adult and (laughs) Laura laughed because I texted her as soon as I was done in the store and Ellie also I was like dude I went into a store walked out and didn't buy anything yay not that I'm a crazy spender I'm really not like anything I spend money on is usually beneficial to me and is used in like long term like lately it's just been and what's funny is I've lowered my tastes due to my financial situation right now Um, usually I go to Ulta for a lot of my makeup shit and I haven't done that in a while because I don't have the funds to do that right now or spend $20 on lipstick. So $20 on one tube of lipstick, not a whole thing. And it's not even a tube anymore. You know what it is? It's a fucking, I don't even know what it's called, but the tubes were like the old fashioned one where you would swivel it like the The lipstick will come out when you turn the thing, but it's not like that anymore. It's more like a lip gloss case where you like stick the little wand in and all over your lips and then put it back in the thing. So it's not a tube because they're coming out with some weird shapes, (laughs) but, um, also back to my piercing. All right. So in my sleep, I have managed to actually not in my sleep once in my sleep and once sitting up the ball on the left side of my septum piercing has come out twice now. That was in like three days, like over the weekend, it was pissing me off. Like the one time it happened, I don't even know what's happening either. Cause I just, when I touch my septum piercing, I like to make sure that I check to make sure everything's in order and that it's straight and this and that. And I was sitting up playing dead by daylight on the computer and my ball, I went to touch my nose and the ball of the piercing fucking fell out (laughs) and rolled away. Somehow I found it proud of myself for that, but I just got to tell you. That was the scariest two seconds of my life because even though like I have like extra piercings that have the the twisty ball on the end of it, you never know if it's actually going to fit or not because it's not ever the same size. Like when you lose the backing to an earring and then you got one wonky earring and the other one stays perfect because that's the back that came with it. Yeah, it's that kind of situation. I know you know. Or when you get a bra and the one side fits perfect and the other side doesn't. Because your boobs are uneven and no one told you that when you were younger. Yeah, like that. (laughs) Or when you go into a department store and someone didn't put the correct shoe size back with the correct, with the other correct shoe. Like they didn't put the couple together. They like, someone's doing that shit, by the way. Someone has to be switching out shoes like a mad person. Excuse me. I'm dabbing my nose because I'm dribbly over here. But who is doing that? Just put the shoe back with the right shoe. I have walked out when I was younger. So mad. When I was younger, I went shoe shopping by myself at Century 21, which was a place that was very popular down in Manhattan near the World Trade Center. And my grandmother Maria liked to go there a lot. So she used to take me there and we used to go clothes shopping. And there's still there's one in Brooklyn too that we used to go to also when I would visit her. We'd do our clothes shopping there, and then we would like eat lunch in a local spot and whatever. Very cute. Miss doing that stuff with her. I can't wait to see her because she lives down here too. She's like a three-hour drive though, so if I go there, I'm gonna have to sleep there because I'm not doing a three-hour drive back. Um, so we uh, we would go, we do that. So this this is the craziest thing. So speaking of lopsided, I fucking went to go buy shoes, and they're not together. Like they're not really fastened because they were one of those like clearance sets. So you go in the back and there's like boxes under clearance. And I walked out of there thinking I had two of the same size. One size was like one shoe was one size bigger than the other. Talk about, you know, lopsided. You'd have to wear like a thick sock on the one shoe and a regular sock on the other. I was so embarrassed and annoyed that I hadn't checked. But this is what I'm saying. Check your shit. (laughs) Anyway, so sitting up at the computer, it fell out of my nose. I didn't realize it had fallen out of my nose. So, of course, I shifted and the ball I think had been tucked in my shirt somewhere. So, I moved and I heard something clink on the floor. So, of course, now like a mad person between games because those cue times are forever. I freaking, uh, <laughs> I had to look around with the flashlight and I found it. And then it also feels like it took me 20 years to put it on my face again. So when it's the bathroom to put it, to screw it back in and I pulled the thing up on the drain so that the ball wouldn't go down. Wouldn't you know it? It hit the countertop because I didn't twist it correctly. So it fell again, hit the countertop and bounced behind the toilet. (laughs) Oh my God. So only me, this would happen too. So not only has it fallen once, it's fallen three times because once it fell in the sink and I caught it, because the drain thing was there. And the third time was behind the toilet. So now I'm pissed off. (laughs) I'm pissed because I'm struggling to do this and then struggling to get back to the game in time before I get killed. So that was the one time. And then the next day it was fine. It stayed on my face. However, overnight somehow, it came off my face. Again, the ball anyway. My ring stays put because it's like a... An upside down you in my nose. (laughs) So of course, I get up, I touch it instinctively just to correct it because sometimes when you're sleeping, things move and sometimes I like to sleep face down and I get up and I'm like, oh fuck, it's missing again. And you know, shit gets lost and tangled up in sheets and whatever. And then of course, you know, I lift it up a little bit and there it was. I was like, thank God. So I get up and I go to the bathroom and I screw it back in. And there we go. But I'm like, excuse me, what are you on? Seriously though, I think like, I think sometimes I have a blind spot for things. And you know, there has to be some kind of vitamin to fix my vision, but I'm blind kind (laughs) of. So if something's not immediately in my face, it takes me forever to find it. Like one time I was driving over to a friend's house and I legit missed the driveway. Like I parked on the wrong, almost. I attempted to park on the wrong side of the house. Okay. So that's what that's, what that's about. <laughs> um, I parked on the wrong side of the house, which is really funny. But, um. Yeah, what a silly memory. Because, you know, then I'm dubbed super blind and then I can't see, which isn't the case. I can see just fine. It's just, you know, my my uh Chris, excuse me, my dad used to call me Princess Oblivious because, you know, sometimes I used to walk by things. Like, I don't know if I've told you this story, but when I lived in Salisbury Mills at home with my family, I used to do... Um, not used to do. Like we always were responsible for different things, but like when you're trying to leave for work at first thing, first thing in the morning, last thing you want to do is bring a bag of garbage to the garbage can. So of course me being in a rush all the time, because I always wake up with just enough time to do what I got to do to get to work. I didn't grab a garbage bag as I was passing it down the stairs because the way to get to the cars was you go from the kitchen, there's a door right to the basement, you go down the stairs, you go out the basement, it's the garage, and then the garage to the driveway. So of course, I'm going down the stairs and there's a big bag of garbage and you know I'm in a rush, so I didn't grab it. So that's how I got the name Princess Oblivious because he goes, didn't you see the bag of garbage? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, why wouldn't you take it? Guy, I don't want garbage touching me at six in the morning when I'm trying to go to work. Who wants that? Especially if you're home, just take it down. I hate when people do that shit. Like you want someone else to take responsibility for that? Like why don't you just be kinder in the morning when you know I'm not in a rush to go somewhere? I never understood that. Maybe I shouldn't be a parent because I don't understand things. But I've raised four children, my siblings, and that was fine. They turned out fine. My brother's the best. For some reason, he's when he was in high school, like or when he was going through puberty, he was kind of a pain in the ass. Like he used to Addison used to like to, you know, Addison thinks she's tough. So she used to like to get all up in his face. And he used to like, you know, push her out the way. And she used to cry and stuff. And we finally caught on to him. We were like, "Yo, like, stop messing with him if you don't want to be crying all the time, because we're just going to yell at you to leave him alone because he's not doing anything. You get in his face, he gets stupid with you and you cry to us we don't care. <laughs> not that we don't care. It's just, you know, after a while, realize that pattern's not going to change because he's a boy. He's a boy. And that's all that that's, that's all that's going to happen with that is that like, when you get in a boy's face, when they're going through puberty, they like push you back. So that's it. Like she, she never understood that, but she's finally at, you know, she's finally at the age where she's going through puberty and she's chilling out. She's my sister, Addison. She's, she's got a personality. Like, you know, what's nice to see is these kids grow up and have personalities and become individuals. Like they're twins, but they're so different. It's amazing. Like Will, well, Grace is in Queens with her dad, but Will became such a different person than the one that I knew that that we lived in the same house. So like, he's just matured a lot. And so weird. Because I used to change his diapers. So it's like, dude, you're a grown-up now? Anyway, so I don't know. It's just cool. It's cool to be able to see that now. And it's nice to be closer enough to see it and to be involved in the family stuff. Um, so, But that's good. Um, yeah, A lot of other things have changed also. But we'll see how that goes. Um, so since I've moved down here, <laughs> I have lost... Uh, 10 pounds, apparently. I'm guessing it's from the stress of moving and, you know, change in atmosphere and just a big difference in everything because I don't know. I don't know. I weighed myself one day and I was like, watch, this shit's going to be stupid heavy. And nope, I actually lost a lot of weight because when I left, I think I was hovering around 184, 183, and now I'm like 174-ish. Yeah, 174. I'm on the better side of 175, which makes me happy. Um, I think it's also the fact that I eat less fast food and, uh, so it's either my lack of eating or my stress level is so high. I'm burning calories by anxiety. So I've been trying to cool that down by getting into some new shows here. So I started watching station 19 again, only because there's nothing else I want to watch because Shonda Rhimes pulling like, you know, Shonda Rhimes, created this whole thing here where it's, it was private practice. It was Grey's Anatomy. It's station 19. So station 19 is like the third Shonda Shondaland baby. But, um, they actually say it's based off of Grey's Anatomy. Cause I don't know what she has to do with it, but I know Ellen Pompeo has got her hands in like everything. So that's pretty much that pretty much covers that. Um, I think I like this one. I like Station 19 better because it's a different cast of people. Now, you guys know I'm a diehard Grey's Anatomy fan, but the fact that I have to wait two months for a new episode has me very upset. So, I've been watching Grey's for like half my lifetime. Like, I think for more than half, actually, because I think, what is it, season 17? I said. Let me double check it because I'm on my computer. So it's like, why are you even asking these questions? You can just look it up yourself, which I love when people do that shit. They want to ask you a question they're not sure of because they don't want to Google it. Like what? (laughs) Okay. Yes. So we're on season 17 and wow. Started when? 2005? I was a sophomore in high school. No, no, no. 2005, March, I was a freshman. But yeah, that's how long this show's been going. 17 years? Holy fuck, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I've been watching it forever. And I think Station 19 is a good buffer for now because even though I'm going to have binge-watched and probably finished Season 2 by the end of the day, I still have Season 3 to catch up on, which is the current season. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And um I feel like every show that Shonda Rhimes has at a part in has like a McDreamy character or someone like parallel to it. Uh, like right now, DeLuca is the new McDreamy kind of because what's funny is, is that I see this meme every now and then because like I said, I'm in a Grey's Anatomy group on Facebook and they made a meme of DeLuca saying if McDreamy and McSteamy like Derek and Mark had a baby, it would be DeLuca. His name's Andrea, which I like. <laughs> That's cool. Um, a mix. It, it looks like a straight up mixture of the two of them. And honestly, both of them were into Meredith. So, like, Mark was into Meredith in like a maybe a revenge tactic kind of way, but McSteamy was the only one who really had a chance with her because they just loved each other, and Mark was just a slut. <laughs> and I can say that. 'Cause I've watched the show a lot. Um who wouldn't want that McDreamy stare he gives Meredith? I honestly would have been okay with those two and en- ending up together in real life. Like, that's the thing that I love the most is when you find out that those characters aren't dating in real life. But if you think about it, going to going into a different show, Vampire Diaries, the two main character well, not two main characters. Um, Ian Summerholder, who played Damon, and what's her name? The one who played Elena, Nina Dobrev. They dated for a little bit during the Vampire Diaries, and they were love interests on the show. And you see what happened with that. He married someone else. What's funny is that he married someone who played um, a vampire in Twilight. So that's so cute. Two vampires got married. Cause that's Damon was a vampire and obviously in vampire diaries, but, so that was cute. But, you know, I guess dating in real life and dating and working together apparently doesn't work. Um, I've only had one experience like that and it did work. And then I had to be the mature person and pull the plug on the whole thing because, you know, who wants to, who wants to be alone on Valentine's day when their significant other would prefer to be working? That's all I'm going to say on that. You put it together. Put two and two together and understand that I'm not going to be second to anything, really. So if you if you decide you should work, then I should decide that if I'm going to be alone on Valentine's Day, I'd rather be single. So that is my status on that. Uh, <laughs> so like I said, I would prefer that Ellen Pompeo and, you know, what's his name? Patrick Dempsey be together in real life, but that's just me. Uh, also, I can't wait for that show that he's going to be on. I think he plays the devil. I think it's going to be on Fox. Uh, he plays like the devil. I don't remember what the fucking name of the show is. But it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. I'm excited for for him to be in a new project that actually lasts, to be honest with you. Because he plays... He's in movies that make no sense. Like, he was in Transformers. And I think it was Dark Side of the Moon. And I hated it. I hated him in it. And that was the point you were supposed to. Because he wasn't a really great guy. He was a bad guy in it. But still. Like you went from being McDreamy to playing a villain. I think that's stupid, (laughs) but we all loved you as McDreamy. And now this is what's happening. Um, so check this out. What was I thinking of? Oh, my favorite movie. Well, not one of my favorites, but a cute movie that he's been in was made of honor. I like that one. He, uh, it was kind of like my best friend's wedding almost just a more Modern version, I guess, but Patrick Dempsey ends up falling in love with his best friend who he didn't know he had feelings for, but his guy friends had to make it apparent to him. So she went to, the chick goes to um, Ireland, I guess, for a work project for like a, she does like uh, restorations, art restorations. So they sent her, I guess, to get something in Ireland and she comes back engaged. <laughs> she comes back engaged to get this. The guy who plays Owen Hunt on Grey's Anatomy. So not only do we have McDreamy there, but we have uh, the trauma surgeon there too. I don't know if they ever came up with a nickname for him. I'm going to assume no. Uh, I'm re-watching it anyway, so I'm on season four of it right now. But I'm going to assume no. So, oh God, my nose. (laughs) Um, I also have to round this episode out with something sentimental only because I want to say thank you for those people who've had my back through this whole thing. Um, Laura and Alicia are my two favorite people in the world and they helped me through a lot. They always have. And I know they'll always be there for me as well as me being there for them. Even though we are far away, you guys are like my sisters and if you ever need me to be there for you, you know, I will. Um, I also got the bean hater who has always had my best intentions. (laughs) Like he's always had, he's always looked out for me too, even though he took a five-year hiatus from our friendship to get his act together. It's understandable. Um, and you know, I love you guys and I appreciate you guys. And a support system is necessary whenever you go through any type of change. And I've only had the best people behind me. And I'm very appreciative of everything they do for me and everything they have done for me. Uh I know I asked a lot recently. And you guys came through for me anyway. I know I asked a lot of Alicia too. And, you know, rip her from her life and her family. And you know, I didn't mean to be selfish about it if it came off as being selfish, and if I've talked about myself too much in the past lately, I apologize for that, but um I'm sure you know what a change can be going from one life to another, because the whole first chapter was a whole big mess, and now I walked away from everything. Like I said, though, I never just walk away from something without having put my best foot forward, so... Couldn't have done it without you guys. And um just want to say thank you and I love you. And I know we're all going to talk later at some point, like throughout the day, like we usually do. But, you know, you guys deserve that special special shout out. Excuse me. I can't speak now. <laughs> at the end of the episode, I can't speak. And I'm really surprised by how quickly this hour went, by the way, because I didn't cover half the shit I wanted to cover. But... Uh, maybe I'll go into that other stuff the following week. But you know, so he he check this out. This is uh, the funniest thing I'll tell you about this whole support system thing. So I don't know if you guys remember my friend Darren. I don't know where he is right now. I am hoping he's okay. Um, you know, I only wish the best for people, but you know, sometimes sometimes it's okay to cut people off for the right reasons. And there was a situation going on with him that I felt I needed to get away from in order to grow as a person. And every now and then you have to do that. And I felt like, I feel like I've done a lot of growing and progressing and I'm hoping he's doing the same thing because I don't know if our friendship was working anymore for him, but I'll, I'll never not be available to somebody friend wise. Like if, if he was to come back into my life tomorrow and be like, Hey, this is what's been going on with me. I would listen, but you know, again, boundaries because of the long silence, um, I didn't do that with the bean hater though, because that was different. That's a different type of history. Um, I've known him longer. <laughs> so someone who I no longer speak to, like I said, Darren, once told me that I think I have to do things on my own. And that's why I have help like friends to help me through sticky situations. He uh but that so that's one side of it is that he's always told me that I've never had to do things on my own, even though I always feel like I have to. And what's funny is, you know, that usually comes from like I feel like that usually comes from something in your background, like your inability to rely on other people or think you think you can't rely on other people. And it's, it's not like I ever had issues with family members. That's the problem. So I don't know what that stems from me thinking I have to do everything on my own all the time. Um, So I'm trying to get accustomed to having friends in my life, but I'm also getting accustomed to the fact of thinking that I'm not abusing the friendship because I always feel like I do sometimes. Like sometimes like I'll think that I'm overstepping or I will think that I'm talking too much about something or, but you know, like I said, at this point, when you're in your thirties, your friendships are different. So you have to realize that when you give people advice, it's just that like they can either take it or leave it, which is what I've been doing a lot of lately taking or leaving it. But, um. So he also turned the page on it though. And he said that. So he said that one nice thing where I don't have to do everything on my own. But he's also told me that I sometimes take advantage of my friends and think of friendship as one sided. Like, I guess there must have been a point in my life where I just didn't really give a shit about anyone's stuff and would just talk about my stuff and be like, okay, gotta go. I don't think I'm like that though. I think that now anyway, back then I couldn't tell you because I've to my memory, is shot to shit. Like with everything I have to remember for everything else. <laughs> Don't remember those insignificant conversations apparently. <laughs> but, um, like who even knows if he knew what he was saying at the time, because he'd say one thing and then say something else, but like, you know, supposedly I'm crazy. Right. Um, anyway, but, um, so that's basically it. I just want to tell my friends that I love and appreciate them. And, you know, I love and appreciate my mom too and my grandmother and anybody who's helped me, my uncle, anyone who's helped me these past, this past month, this past few weeks is just very good stuff. Like, (laughs) no, it's just been very good. I'm just, I'm happy. So, and I'm content. We'll see what, uh, you know, tomorrow brings. We'll see what money brings, (laughs) paying bills and stuff. Um, I don't know, uh, but that's it. That's it for me. I think, I think we've covered a lot of stuff, but not, not nearly enough because I still have a good page and a half of notes, but maybe I'll leave it for next week because I have hit my hour mark, guys, and I want to go eat breakfast because I'm hungry. But, um, I love you guys. And I really think that I'm really appreciative that you take the time to listen to this every week. And, uh, Oh, by the way, there is a really good looking newscaster. Ugh. I think his name is Jason Guy. Holy hell. Look him up. He looks like, actually, you know what? I figured out who he looks like. He looks like the guy um, Sean from Nip Tuck. What is that actor's name? It's like Dylan something. Let's see. Nip Tuck. I love how Nipsey Hustle comes up as soon as you put (laughs) NIP. Okay. Dylan Walsh. So he kind of, he's a better looking version of Dylan Walsh. That's who that is finally figured it out, figured it out on here with you guys. All right. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I really enjoyed talking to you guys as usual. You guys are like my best friends now. Um, but those other guys that I mentioned are the elite, so you'll have to earn it. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. I'm going to go eat breakfast and hopefully, you know, get my energy up and try and get some other shit accomplished today. I love you guys, and I hope whenever you're listening to this, you're having a cuckoo day. Bye, guys.